Welcome to the Do Something Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Leah Darrow, and I share with you inspirational people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. We are inspired by the words of St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who said, do something beautiful for God. Do it with your life. Do it every day. Do it in your own way, but do it. Hello, my friends. I am so happy you're here with another episode of the Do Something Beautiful podcast. You might be new. This might be the very first episode that you've ever listened to. So if that's the case, welcome. I'm Leah. I'm Leah Darrow. I am your host here of the Do Something Beautiful podcast, where we get to interview some pretty amazing people who are truly doing something beautiful to make our world better. Today, we have Jonathan and Amanda Texera. But before we get to them, and this might be the very first episode you've ever listened to because of our guest and what they have to offer, which is which is pretty important. But before we get to them, I have three things, three things I want to let you know about before time is up and then they expire and then, and then you can't join in. So the first one is we are opening up our fall registration to LuxU, Lux University, this fall, this September 2019. We only open up registration twice a year. It's only for a couple weeks. So if you want to join in, make sure you go to the LuxU link in the show notes and get on the wait list. Or if you happen to be listening to this in the month of September, then you need to get there and get in. LuxU is an online membership site for Catholic women to be informed, inspired, and empowered in the faith. The Catholic Church, the, the, the largest group inside the Catholic Church is the laity. And among the laity, women are the majority. And so what I want to do is to help form you and inspire you with the gospel, um, with a catechesis that you maybe never received in your life so that you know your faith and become the leader that you've been made to be in Christ Jesus. So that is LuxU. Make sure you go ahead and check out that link and get on the wait list. The second thing I want to bring up is we have started here on the Do Something Beautiful podcast, a Patreon page. And we did this because I want... I want to grow the podcast in this very specific way. I want to start creating long form video podcasts with guests that we can bring in, sit down and go into a deep conversation. A long form discussion is what it's technically called. So to do that, we need to upgrade some equipment, actually get some new equipment to do that. So we're looking for support so that this podcast can just grow and get better and we can just provide you with so much more. So regardless, you need to check out the Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Leodero. Again, the link will be in the show notes. You know, or maybe you're brand new and you don't know, I love The Office. I'm one of the biggest fans of that show. And so I created tiers according to characters on The Office. So if you want to, you can support me at the Stanley Hudson level. You could support me at the Kelly Kapoor level. Um, if, you, if, if you support me at the Jim Halpert level, we'll send you some pretty fun swag. So at every level, every tier of patronage, you get something kind of fun. And so you go ahead and look at that. And some of those things that you get that are just, you know, pertinent to the Do Something Beautiful podcast are only available for my patrons. So I'm not selling them elsewhere. You only get them if you are a patron. So go ahead and check that out. And the third and the last thing that I want to let you know about is that I am leading a pilgrimage to Italy in June of 2020. 
So as I record this right now in the late summer of 2019, I want to let you know, and it's quite pertinent that I'm actually talking to you about this because I want to make sure that you can reserve your spot. You can you can put down a deposit and just reserve your spot. And from that point, you can even make payments to the tour company for the pilgrimage, which will be in a little bit, a little bit less than a year, a little bit under a year now at this point in June of 2020. We are heading to Italy. I am leading this pilgrimage with Father Michael O'Loughlin, who is one of the very popular hosts of Catholic Stuff You Should Know podcast. If you listen to Catholic podcasts, that's probably one of the ones that you listen to. Father Michael and I are leading this pilgrimage to Italy. We lead one about every every couple years. So this is our time to lead our pilgrimage. And we are going all over Italy. We are seeing the very best. And we're even going to be wrapping up this pilgrimage with some time spent on the Amalfi Coast. So you're going to get the spiritual, you know, retreat. You're also going to get the physical vacation of like being on a beach in the Italian Riviera and just enjoying life a little bit. All of the details can be found if you click on the link pilgrimage in the show notes. And now, now, and even talking about the pilgrimage and like saving up so that you can, you know, prepare, you know, in in, in enough time. And you might want to get that pilgrimage for yourself or bring your spouse or bring your best friend or bring your daughter or your mother. It's a great gift, great graduation gift, or just a gift to yourself because a pilgrimage is fantastic. But the idea of planning in advance and making the financial planning in advance just completely has a wonderful thread into our guest. Jonathan and Amanda Texera are are the founders of Wallet Win. That's right, Wallet Win. And so they have come on this podcast to talk about a topic that we don't like talking about, right? Money. Money can bring up a variety of emotions in our life. And for most of us, I have found, we tend to shy away from that. We don't want to talk about that. It's embarrassing. And you might be sitting there with like a mound of debt, maybe student loan debt, maybe just personal credit card debt. I don't know what it is. And there could be good reasons for it or just some really terrible reasons for it. But either way, Money is something that we don't want to just control our lives, or basically debt. We don't want debt to control our lives. And so Jonathan and Amanda guide us in the process of of what they can do to help you get out of debt. It's amazing. Make sure you listen. And, 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 and the link we are giving you today in this podcast will get you a free workshop with them that will, you'll end up in this whole entire, by the end of the process, end up finding a thousand dollars in your budget for you. It's amazing what they're doing. I love this process. It works. I'm a big fan. I've done it myself. This is a great, great workshop. Um, Something we all need and how they tie this into and the stories that we reveal about our own personal lives with debt. And I do get really honest with you and share a pretty embarrassing, um, very personal story of how I found myself in a lot of debt and I had to face it. So we share those stories. They give us some great tips. And at the very end, they're just talking about like really also like how debt plays into our spiritual life. This this conversation is so much more than what you think. I know you're, you might be thinking, oh, it's going to be financial talk. It's not like that. Please give this a chance. It is so fantastic. So without further ado, here's Jonathan and Amanda Texera. 
thank you so much for inviting us on. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so happy. Okay, so let me just start off really quickly with a story. And this scenario, I think possibly will be, it'll connect with some of our listeners here. And if not, then just so you know, this will make you feel really good. So it's either going to make you feel like, hey, you're not that bad, or it's going to, <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to be like, wow, Leah, she was in a lot of trouble one day. <laughs> okay, so this is, this is the truth. I don't like this story. I'll be honest with you. This is not a, I tell a lot of stories actually about my life that I guess I really don't like. I don't know. It's something weird about me. But yeah, I, you know, you got to be honest. So here it is. I did not grow up really understanding finances, learning how to make money work for you. All those things seem really like pie in the sky. And it seemed like it was only relatable to people who worked on Wall Street. Like, well, I'm not going to do that stuff. I don't even know all those things and all these numbers and percentages. It just kind of scared me. And honestly, the whole math with it just like was overwhelming to me. I know it's really basic. It's just addition and subtraction most of the time, but still it got to me where like even in high school or I was like, oh, I don't even want to think about it. And then college happened and I realized that all you had to do to get money is that you could use some of your student loans back then. Now, back then, you could actually use some of your student <laughs> loans for your, like whatever you wanted. Like if you, mm -hmm. if you, or if you decided, hey, I don't like that class, and you withdrew from the class, it would actually give you the money back. That that does not happen anymore, for the record. <laughs> but there was Sally May made some big mistakes in the whole, this whole process, and and anyways, they really put way too much trust into like dumb college students. And then on top of that, I applied for like credit cards, and they gave them to me. They like were sure, mm -hmm. Leah, we trust. <laughs> you, you go, you go right on ahead. And I just, and this built up debt that I just refused to look at. And I would never look at the balance. I would only look at the minimum payment. And I thought, well, that's not yeah. that bad. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. But when you have a whole bunch of minimum payments, it ends up being bad. So the, denial was the name of the game when it came to debt with me and money. I never saved. It was just constantly paycheck to paycheck. I, It was very difficult. And it was embarrassing. I was quite embarrassed by it. And you always had to act like, oh, it's no big deal. I got money or and, and I mean I had nothing and neither did any of my friends I don't know who I was trying to really impress but that kind of laid the stage for everything then comes Ricky Ricky and I are dating we're getting serious mm -hmm. and he asked me an honest question of like what are your finances like and I'm like how, <laughs> how dare you <laughs> how dare you talk to me about this like look and he's like whoa 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 He's like, I wish he was here right now, but he's on a he's on an army deployment right now for some training. But if Ricky was here, he would tell the story much better because it's he definitely was the hero in the story. And he's like, listen, you're basically like we are discerning marriage, spending the rest of our lives together, and you're telling me that your finances are not my business. Like they're my business because I don't want <laughs> your debt. I don't want your problems. I can deal with some of the struggles you've had in your personal life. I can deal with you getting over your past, but your debt, no, I'm not, I'm not going to marry your debt. And I thought, well, who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> which he's a smart man. I mean, really, you know, I don't know why I thought that, but I was defensive. And so the conversation went on and he's like, well, how much do you have? And I was like, well, I'm not exactly sure, but I think it's probably like around 7,000. He's like, okay, okay. Now keep in mind, I'm like, I'm, how old was I? 
30, 32. And I'm, I'm 40 now. And my whole life, I'd never really decided to take a look at this aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. It brought me shame. It made me just incredible. Like there's so much shame. I was so embarrassed by, and I did not want to see the big problem. I knew it was a problem, but I didn't even know how deep. So I was like 7,000. And he was like, oh, okay, well, that's actually not that bad. You know, like mm-hmm. right. I was kind of thinking worse. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's not. And he's like, okay, well, let's go through it. Like what makes up that seven? And I started mentioning a few things. Well, Ricky's good with numbers in his head. And he's like, well, Leah, that's like 9,000. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay, then it's like nine. Okay, it's like nine. And then he's, I'm like, oh yeah, then there's this. And he's like, now we're at 12. And I'm like, oh, okay, 12. And then it goes on to the point where we finally get to this place and we get to this room. I remember we were hanging out this at this place in New Orleans and we were all by ourselves. He's like, okay, listen to me. Right now, pull out all of your credit cards, pull out everything, and we're going to figure out how much debt you really have. And I just wow. was like, please, just just, just stop. Let it die. Like, uh-huh. let's not do this right now. We're having a nice time. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, in the, we're in that stage of dating and you're falling in love and you realize this really is the person you're going to marry. Like, just back off, buddy, and let's enjoy the moment. And he was just not having it. So Ricky was good. He made me lay out all my credit cards. And I had to call the number on the back and find out mm. the numbers, the balances on everything. I was, it was to this day, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. I Uh, remember exactly how I felt, the smell of the room. It was like that traumatic for me, Mm. this experience. (laughs) And then looking at Ricky and him looking at me and we realized, I looked down at that number and that number was $23,000. Wow. And that was personal debt. This is not Mm -hmm. student loans. This is personal credit card debt that I had been basically borrowing just to live life. And Ricky said, Leah, how do you even know if you have money or not? Mm. And I was just like, well, when I give him my card and if it runs and goes through, I know I have money. (laughs) (laughs) This is a pathetic, (laughs) terrible admission of mine, but that was truth. I mean, I mean, it's like, if you've ever seen the movie, it's pretty old now, but Confessions of a Shopaholic, like, Yes. I connected a deeply personal level with this movie. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my Lord, the woman with the green scarf, that is me. And then she, she's posing as like a financial advisor to people and she's massively in debt. And I'm like, I'm a poser, man. I am in so much debt and I'm acting like there's no problem at all. Anyway, if that connects with you, if you're like, holy crap, that's me. And I don't like it. I understand. At that point, if you want to know quickly the end of that story is that Ricky was like, look, you've got to handle this and you need to deal with this before we get married. And I went online very quickly and I was like, how do you get out of debt? And I remember reading something about like a Dave Ramsey approach or something. And I just figured it out on my own very quickly. I wish I would have had a guide, which thank God you guys are here to help us with that. But I didn't at the time, but I worked my butt off and I paid off all of my debt minus like maybe but it was paid off a month after we got married. I paid off almost, I paid off $22,000 in six months. Way to go. Yeah. And so it was a huge win for me. 
that it could happen. And I was so proud of myself. And Ricky was obviously very happy that he wasn't going to inherit (laughs) $23,000 of debt into our marriage. And rightly so, because like, those are my poor choices. Like he has to deal Uh with other poor choices of mine, but like, not my debt. And that's where he drew the line. He's like, no, you need to handle this in your life. You need to get your stuff straight. And that's like where it started. And praise God, like Ricky's always been really good about kind of helping us guide us in our financial choices as we go through things. And if we don't have the cash, then that means we don't get it. But that's not where where everybody else is. And what you two provide is something so basic but so, I mean, so darn needed today. So why don't you tell us, like, how did you guys even get to the place now where you are helping people get out of debt? You're helping them organize their financial life to where they can live with some peace and not in that shame. I mean, like, how did that work out for you? Yeah, that's a great question. But first, I just want to say thank you for sharing that story. I think so many people can relate to that. We'll tell you a little bit more of our story in a second, and we absolutely can relate to you on so many points. But just that you acknowledged like the shame that that can bring, it's so real, but so often people hide it, especially in our day of Instagram, right? Like people got to look worthy for the IG and just keep acting like things are fine when under the surface they're crumbling and they're stressed about their money. But most people were never taught what to do. So again, right? Like why would we expect to win with our money if we were never taught how? So just thank you for sharing your story, Leah, and being so honest. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. And I, it's that's why I'm so happy you guys are here because like I said, as I just shared my story, those things don't happen overnight. I mean, I guess technically, depending on some big purchases, it can, but. Um, <laughs> but right. like, usually you, it's like death by a thousand cuts. Right. And it's just this, there's a lot behind it. And that deserves its own probably topic and podcast of this spirit mm-hmm. of consumerism and this spirit of just having, trying to have stuff and buy things to portray that you are better or happier or just mm-hmm. as good as someone else. And yes. the reality is you had been mentioning and what I definitely lived through is that it can bring so much shame into your life. So what you two are providing with the service of WalletWin is more, it's so, I mean, and as you know, it's so much more than getting your finances in shape. It is bringing a deep sense of peace and accomplishment in your life that you are not going to be ruled over this debt in your life. So let's yep. start. Let's start okay. with like where you guys started with this. Have you guys always been really financially, you know, smart with your money and like you're just passing on this great... <laughs> Is this great stuff yeah, to us? Which, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so tell us. <laughs> so, I, there sounds like a juicy story there. Yeah, backing up the train just a little bit. I was always a little bit more financially kind of aware than Jonathan. Like, I avoided credit cards. Like, you know, I had a couple little brushes in college and they just scarred me for life. And I, you know, as soon as I graduated, I was trying to pay off my loans pretty quickly. Although I didn't need to take student loans in college, I did because I wanted to have a social life, which that was a mistake. (laughs) Oops, because I didn't need to actually take them. So that was my kind of poor choices. But coming into our marriage, I brought about $8,000 of student loan debt. And then most of it was Jonathan's. Yeah, yeah. So my my version of budgeting was pretty close to yours. Of, Bank account uh, bullet. I, yeah, <laughs> I would, right. If I go to the ATM, I'd always say, yes, I want a receipt because it would tell me my balance. <laughs> or if once, uh, you know, smartphones came around, I could look it up quick at the store. And then my idea was, 
okay, this little computer is $325. Well, I have $350. I guess I'll buy it. <laughs> With no thinking about, you know, you might need to buy food later this week or pay for rent next week or any of that. It was just, what do I have now? I guess I'll buy stuff, whatever. And then when that stopped working, well, then the credit card comes out and then that right. just goes, that keeps going. Yeah. And kind of similar to you <laughs> and Ricky. So Jonathan and I got engaged on Holy Thursday back in, gosh, 2010 or 2011. And um, the next day is when we had the financial chat. On and Good I remember Friday. On Good Friday. <laughs> yeah. I asked Jonathan, like, yeah. so do you like have any debt? And he's like, uh, and, you know, revealed his student loans and like the $4,000 on credit cards. And, and it kind of came tumbling out and I, I could feel myself like tensing, Leah. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> no, it's never, it's just, I mean, it gives you the sweats, man. You sweat <laughs> all over your yeah. body in areas that you didn't think could sweat. Sweats. It's a hot yeah. sweat. <laughs> You're just sweat. like, oh man, I don't, it, it, because it said, I mean, it's number one, there's responsibility. Like, you know, it's your fault. Nobody had a gun to my head being like, Leah, you should buy that. You should definitely buy those shoes and all of that stuff. You need everything. <laughs> no one did that. I did that. But there's also, like we mentioned before, the shame. I mean, the shame right. that just covers you in it. And it's just, it's so hard to get out of that. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, you want, you're like, all right, let's figure this out. Right. Well, and we're, I don't know, maybe later. You were took a little consistent. Longer, but you 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 convinced me. And Leah, some of the some more of the backstory is that at the time we were we were with missionaries with Focus, Fellowship of Catholic University students. We served almost a decade on staff. And this was in our third year as missionaries, and something that we both the result of Jonathan's debt was really a result of his fundraising was very low. Sure, yeah. As missionaries we were supposed to our job was to also find people to support our mission and right. that was our paycheck. And my fundraising was was higher. Yes. And so there was those kind of struggles and conversations happening in the backdrop of our engagement as well, right? Just kind of like whose support team's better and just, just these like tensions. Um, the bake oats. <laughs> and so all of these things were happening as we're wedding planning, right? And we get on our honeymoon. Which was put on a credit card. Which was put on a credit I, card. I, I, and I didn't really realize it had been put on a credit card, but all of a sudden I get an email saying that the bill is due for this honeymoon while we're on the honeymoon. And I like had a, a panic attack and we had a huge money blowout fight on the honeymoon. And it was then that we were like, oh my gosh, like, no, we don't want this to define our marriage. Like this is not okay. And so we want to figure out how to win with money because you know, we don't have a huge income. At the time, we were only bringing home about $35,000 take-home pay. Which We had $25,000 of debt. Right. So we were like, if we don't get rid of the debt, we are just, we're not going to have a lot of options in our life. And we're going to be kind of at the mercy of creditors, right? And we're not going to have any freedom to give the way we want or to say yes to opportunities that God might ask our family to say yes to. So that's really what began the journey. Yeah. So then we, we you know, kind of like you hopped around online, figured it out ourselves, tried this, tried that, and found a couple things that worked. And we, we made our New Year's resolution to get out of debt in a year. thought that was a, big, a good stretch goal because of uh, our income. And then, um, well, we just worked really hard, got really, cr really creative on a couple things, and we paid off all $25,000 of debt in seven and a half months. Right. Dang. Yeah. Dang. 
Did you hear that, people? $25,000 of debt, <laughs> seven and a half months. That's amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it, I, it gives me goosebumps. It's like so much hope to like know that like you can change this. Your life can change. You can get control of your finances, not be in debt because it's, what I hated, and you probably experienced this as well, is that when you realize all this debt that you have and how hard you freaking work for your money, mm-hmm. and you're like, I am working so hard for this money that I'm giving away to poor choices from like 10 years ago or um, yes. five years ago mm-hmm. or two, whatever it is. And I'm like, I can't even... All this money that I'm working hard to save to put towards debt, I could be, that could just be hard cash in my hands being like, I don't owe this to anyone. It's not, you know, so I'm working for this money that's not even mine because I'm giving it off to debt. And so when you finally get in that debt-free zone and you're getting your paycheck and you're like, I don't have to give this to anybody. I mean, outside of charity, hopefully people are, have a generous heart and they're, they're giving yes. some money to others, but like, it's not owed to anyone else for like your previous, you know, choices. So it's yes. awesome that you guys got there. So, so now that you got there and you got to the point of being debt-free, $25,000 out done in seven and a half months. I mean, what happened? I mean, at that point where you're like, wow, we're like, we now know what we're doing. Let's go tell everybody else. Or like, how did that work out? So that it, that wallet win workshop kind of created sure. from there. Yeah. Well, it was, well, I mean, kind of the, the, what you're talking about is that yeah, when we had all this debt, our money was tied up in our past instead of working for us in the present and working for our future. So when we got out, I was like, all right, we can, we can actually get started now. We can really like. It was kind of the starting line. Yeah, really. yeah. A lot of times when you celebrate it, we we had debt free donuts that day. So every year on that day, we eat a lot of donuts <laughs> to celebrate, and then we all, we also seem to celebrate quite often uh, eating donuts. But anyway, so we do that. We mark the day, but really, yeah, it wasn't our finish line. It wasn't that. It was the beginning of the day, right? It's kind right. of like right with an anniversary of getting married, like that's the beginning. You celebrate that beginning of what's what's to come. And so getting out of debt is celebrating that beginning of what's to come on the other side. Right. But we didn't just, you know, immediately just start spending like wild or something. I mean, that would be, that's a mistake that we all too often see people making is they get debt free and then it's like they forget to keep going. And so we just kind of took that same zeal and that same passion and we targeted it towards, you know, saving up an emergency fund, saving up a down payment, investing heavily in our retirement, giving to the causes and charities that we cared a lot about. And over the last seven years, another little tidbit about us is we've cash flowed three adoptions in five years. So getting control of our finances allowed us to start saying yes to bigger things instead of being locked into old decisions that we'd made in the past. And we never would have been able to bring our girls home had we still been shackled. Yep. So wow. really, it's just given us the ability to kind of say yes to exactly where God was calling us. And, you know, it wasn't like overnight, hey, the Texeras are debt free. Let's go ask them about money. It was kind of just like one person at our dining table at a time. And then it became, you know, speaking at Theology on Tap. And then it was speaking at a different conference. And all of a sudden then, you know, whenever I'd go to focus new staff training, I would just kind of put up 
like um like a, we had to get to the, we got to the point where we had to have sign up sheets for people to come talk to us at lunch because right. so many people wanted to come talk to us. And I like, would just book off fifteen minute little sessions and let people come ask me questions like for mm. hours a day. So it just kind of became this natural thing that we were telling people, uh, you know, sharing about how they could get their money working for them instead of for somebody else. And after we adopted our first daughter, our time you can understand this, Leah. Our time really began to shrink, right? And we didn't have as much availability to have people over to the house anymore or to go on as many speaking gigs. So then we were thinking like, how can we still bring this message of hope to so many in a way that doesn't, you know, conflict with our family. And that's when we thought, let's take this gig online. And that's kind of how WalletWin was born. I love this. I have so many questions. I mean, one, just a comment about what you had said before, Amanda. I mean, you never would have known it, or maybe, I don't know, maybe you did. Maybe I should ask that. I mean, but this coming together when you guys were engaged, just newly engaged by one day on Good Friday. <laughs> I mean, you're a day into your engagement and you're like, hey, let's talk about money. And you realize you're, you know, around $25,000 in debt from whatever that point on. And, and I mean, just the tenacity to tackle that, what I just, I think it's so interesting, obviously, looking at it from this perspective on this side of it, what God had in store for you with these three beautiful children that you've adopted, Josie, Charlotte, and Ellie, I mean, like, that's so beautiful. And like you said, if you were shackled to your debt, you wouldn't have been able to bring home your girls. I mean, that just chokes me up right now. I just like, what? Like, that is amazing. And we don't realize all of these things are connected, right? Mm -hmm. And and money is neutral, right? Money's not evil, but how we use it and and the effects of poor choices can definitely bring in things that are not welcomed in our life and are not healthy for us spiritually or even in our relationships for sure. And money is one of the top things that most couples and most marriages struggle with. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, okay, you two great Catholic people, you've kind of gotten this thing now. People are coming to you for financial advice and they're, you're, you're having like lunch signups. That's probably a good indicator that God's saying, hey, <laughs> could you please share the good things you've learned with my people here? Because clearly they need help that they're all, they're, they're going to forfeit lunch to talk to you. At some point, you know, you start the wallet win workshop. I mean, but you know, as two people of faith, what does God say about money and how this should impact our life and the relationships in it? Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Well, first, he just says so much about money. I haven't gone through the Bible to count them all, but if you look on Google, there's anywhere, (laughs) depending on which result you trust the most, there's anywhere between four and 800 verses in the Bible about money or finances or things like that. So there's a lot, no matter how you count them. And what's important to see is, yes, of course, God has, like most things, he has a way that if you go about living your life in this area, according to the way he suggests, it's going to be just more pleasant for you. You're going to have a better result. But with money on top of that, so many times in the Bible, when you talk about money, you know, Jesus is, is presenting a parable or you hear about it, like, He's Yes, he's talking about money and you can glean a financial lesson from it. But through that lesson, you understand more about God. And if, so if you misunderstand money from the get-go, if you don't have the understanding of how money is supposed to work, then when God's using money as an example to express how he loves you, 
you can miss that entirely or misunderstand what he's saying because you don't understand what he's talking about. So if he was using, right, if you use the example of a warm winter coat to talk about like the warmth of God's embrace and his love for you, well, if you don't know how to use a coat, if you just think you put it on the floor and it's like a rug, you're not going to understand that it's the, the warmth of his embrace, that there's more to the lesson than what he's saying. So there's understanding the money part of what he's trying to say. And then there's just the understanding money that unlocks so much more of what he talks about. And what I, this is the one I go to, you might hear people, I mean, right, there's so many verses, the one I like to go to the most, or or certainly at the beginning of the conversation is in Luke three, this is when John the Baptist is coming out and he's kind of telling everybody, Hey, uh, Messiah's coming. You might want to get ready. And then everybody starts freaking out and they go, what do we do? What are we supposed to do? I want to get ready. What do I do? And he says, it tells them, this is 311 in Luke. He says, he answered them. He who has two coats, let him share with you he who has none. If he has food, let him do likewise. So he's like, you got to share what you have. And then the tax collectors come and they want to be baptized and they ask him, what do we do? And he says, collect no more than is appointed you. And then the soldiers ask him, and we, what do we do? And he says, don't rob anybody by violence or false accusation and be content with your wages. All three of those things to all three different groups of people, they're all about money because in each one of those, it's the money peace that's affecting their relationships. So, right, Jesus is coming, get your relationships right, get ready for them. And one of the ways to do that is through a proper relationship with money between you and money and you and other people when it comes to money. I love that because that kind of was leading, you pretty much answered it. I was going to ask you about like, how does this, how does like vocation influence money management? Like when we're single, when we're married, religious and priest, and I think we can still go into that, but that's a great segue into it of like how Christ does speak to us in all these different areas of our life, different people, different walks of life, different jobs, different vocations, how money can relate to that and impact our relationship. And obviously, not just our relationship with the people around us, because definitely it, it will do that, but also the ultimate relationship, the prime relationship, the one that will actually, the only one that will carry on from this life into the next, which is our life with Christ Jesus and our relationship with him and how that affects that as well. I mean, that is huge. Luke three eleven. go ahead and read that if you haven't done that. So, I mean, maybe people have seen this in the news. If you haven't, I'm sorry that I'm bringing you bad news, but you know, there's now we've seen a few Catholic priests out there who have clearly mismanaged their money Hmm. or the people's money. It's not really their money. And in very poor ways, living extravagantly, spending tens of thousands of dollars on flowers every single week. This can make us very angry. And rightly so in some ways, for sure. I'm not, there's, I, there's, I refuse to defend that in any way, but it does showcase <laughs> at a deep level, at least a basic level, that there's some problems with managing our money. Yes. Yeah. And I think each vocation has its own unique challenge of how, you know, of relating with money. I think just back on my own experience when I was single, and Leah, I'm sure you can relate with this, there's nobody really watching over your bank account balance, right? There's nobody there kind of to dream with about the future. And it can almost just feel like I'll deal with my money when I get to my vocation. And that's kind of the status quo mindset that I think a lot of folks living the single life kind of embrace. And they just think I'll get to it someday. And I just want to urge people that are single and that they're, you know, hoping to either 
get married someday or enter into religious life or the priesthood, think about it in this way. How much of a gift could you be to your future vocation if you had no shackles holding you back, right? If you were debt-free. It breaks my heart, Leah, when I see people that can't enter religious life because they have to get their student loans paid off first. That just, ah, they can't say yes to God because of student loans. It just makes me so infuriated for them. And so for my single brothers and sisters out there, I just encourage you, don't adopt this mentality of wait until, you know, you are entering into a different vocation. Tackle it now. You never know where God is going to call you, even as a single person. And so just be ready and start getting intentional with your money now. I think that is excellent advice. Excellent advice, especially when you're single and, you know, if you're looking to get married or maybe religious life but haven't entered that yet, to really tackle your debt and after that to save. And I think especially at that time frame, you know, in terms of like giving and your charitable donations of wherever you choose to give, one of the things that you can give as a single person that that resource will dwindle exponentially when you're married and with kids is your own time. Yes. So never forget if you want to give and be generous that you could also give of yourself, give of your time to people versus so that you could use some of that money to get out of debt, you know, so have that work for you of, of, of the things that are going on. What about married people? Like how does money management happen? Like, I mean, we kind of talked about it a little bit between both of our marriages, um, right. but how can, what can, can, can people do when they're married to kind of like begin, start to tackle this? Yeah, and it's, and it's really important for a married couple to be using their money together, you know, everything else, right, to become one. So yeah, you you have one family, one house, you you should have one set of money, you know, not having separate bank accounts, things like that, and really have one household budget that both of you come together and you, you work on. So the budget is nothing but planning how you want to spend money. Together. So, Yes. So you see, so you set the, of course, the needs for the household. You can't really argue, you know, paying rent or your mortgage or your utilities, things like that. Buying food, everybody's probably going to be on board with that. But some of the other categories are a little sometimes up for debate. What's the priority here? What do we want to do? Where are we shifting this? Where are we putting our attention? And that, that's a conversation to have between each other. Spouses, yeah. And when we were, when we were fresh married, we had this big mountain of debt. We, yeah, our money could have been this issue that kind of drove us into the ground and made us hate life and maybe hate each other. But instead, it pulled us together because we had this, this kind of, in some sense, this common enemy that together we could, we could defeat. <laughs> and so it pulled us together. And it was because we were able to do it because we had those conversations every month, planning out our spending, saying yes together to certain things and saying no together to different things because we had that big yes of getting out of debt and having that life and building the, you know, the life for our family that we wanted. That's what we were saying yes to. It made, it made it really easy to say yeah. no to going out or doing this or that. Right. I think a lot of married couples, they just sometimes they fail to sit down because nobody taught them to really sit down and think about where they want to be in a year or five or even sometimes 50 years down the road. And from that dream session together, kind of back the train up and figure out how they're going to get there. And since money touches everything, money has to be part of that equation, right? And so that's really where we encourage couples to start that dreaming together and then begin to work on getting their money working for them together as a unified team. When you have a plan, you're working it together, then there's so many, so fewer opportunities 
for finances and other decisions to drive you apart because you've both agreed what's going to be spent on what. So nobody's rolling eyes when somebody else comes in with a bunch of bags from Target. Nobody's <laughs> upset when they're going out to you know the sports bar or whatever. Like you've figured out what you want to spend your money on, and you you're trusting people of integrity. You do what you say you do. And you move forward. So you it builds up trust and really helps you work as a team to get towards your goals. I yep. love this. Now, okay, so in this team mentality versus if you're married or single or just like working on it together with yourself here, what have you done here? So we have, I mean, you've you guys have created Wallet Win, right? Walletwinworkshop.com. Yes. So like explain to me, like, what is that? How is like, okay. Let's just say for the person right now listening who has a mountain of debt, your mountain might be big or small, but it's a mountain. Okay. It's a mountain to you. And I know it is. So what can you tell them? Like, why would they want to be a part of Wallet Win Workshop? Like, what would be like the thing that they would need to hear so that they could at least feel the release of the shame and start to tackle this with you? Sure. So I'll say hello. My name is Jonathan. It's nice to meet you. And I understand you're looking to get a handle on your money. And that is fantastic. That's great because a lot of people just don't. Now, yeah, you might feel dumb or stupid or ashamed or guilty or fearful or stressed or any number of negative emotions. And I'm sure that they are bleeding into the other areas of your life. It's not just your finances. It could be affecting your career and your health and your relationships and all sorts of other things. And I understand that. I know that we've been there and we've gotten out and we've taken what we've learned. We've put it in an online course. That's our wallet win course. It's the A to Z in what you need to know about money, but nobody ever told you. Well, we are are here to tell you. You don't need to feel bad about it. It's just the way things are and you can learn it from us. And you don't need to even dive in all the way, you know, head first. You can dip your toes in. We have our free workshop, the Waltwin workshop. It's a great starting point. It's going to walk you through how to build up a bunch of financial momentum through finding a thousand dollars or more in a month or less. We're going to tell you the exact strategy that we use to get out of debt in light speed you can do that too. And we are not, we're not just going to leave you there. We want you to see that as not the finish line, but the starting on and the rest of your life and build and craft a financial plan for the rest of your life. We're going to walk you through that plan, that whole plan, the A to B from here to the X on the map, the dotted line in between. That's what we're talking about. And it's totally free. It starts up on August 1st at walletwinworkshop.com. And I can't wait to see you there. Walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah. That's right. Yes, we have a special code for all of my podcast listeners, walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah. But don't worry, the link will be in the show notes. I'm going to put it everywhere out there. I cannot tell you how much I fully endorse this program and these two people and how they're doing it. These are honest. They This is a couple with integrity. They've been there. They've spent the money. They've done that and they've paid off the debt and they want to help us do the same. This is so great. I love this service you provide. It's the easiest sell that I've ever seen in my whole life. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why would anybody not want to do this? Again, there is a free <laughs> workshop that you could get into, walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah. You're going to want to make sure you click on that. Listen, your debt might just be a couple thousand dollars. It might be tens of thousands of dollars. It could be 
It could be some stupid, ridiculous number, and you're like, you have no idea how much I have. It could be two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. I have, I trust me, I know. I have people in my life who I'm friends with and family members with who, because of debt from graduate school and medical school and all different things, have acquired a lot, and they are trying hard to get out. But you gotta have a plan, my friends. You can't just go aimlessly through this. And I'm telling you something, wallet win is it's exactly that. It's a huge win for you. And when you can walk out of this and like you slowly see your debt and you see that balance is zero and you're cutting up those cards, oh my gosh, it'll just make you cry. Like it's the most (laughs) amazing experience that you when you can do that. And that's what Amanda and Jonathan do. They're going to walk you through the steps. They're going to give you all of the tips, everything that you need. And then they're not going to leave you there. As Jonathan just said, they're going to help you plan for the future. I know for me, I have amazing amazing, seriously, parents. But I was never taught this. You might be in the same boat, wonderful family, but you were never given this information or maybe maybe you didn't have anybody in your life who never spoke to you about money and now you're stuck trying to figure out what all this means and how do you really save or will you ever be able to buy a house one day or those types of questions I know I had. And what always kept me from like, exploring it further was that shame because of all the debt that I had. So Wallet Win, Jonathan and Amanda really help us just clear the air. I I can't recommend this enough. Obviously, I'm a little excited about it because when you get to the place (laughs) when you're dead free, it's just like, you're like, praise be to Jesus Christ. Like, I'm so, like, I know for, I know for Ricky and I, if we weren't debt free, there is no way we could have taken on the idea that God had placed in our hearts to begin Lux University. Mm-hmm. There's no way we could have started Luxu, which is serving thousands of women and helping them explore their Catholic faith at a deeper level and become the leaders they've been made to be. There's no way that we could have taken on that business idea and put money towards it if we had a mountain of debt. We just couldn't. And God is working in amazing ways to do that. And so it's really beautiful to see when the debt is gone the space that God will use to fill it with him and encourage you to be generous and to do things you never thought were possible. Yes. Yeah. And I guess I want to leave people with Leah, just the encouragement that when you get your money working for you, it's really just a tool for God to be able to allow you to become more of who you were created to be right? Without the shackles of money stress, without anything holding you back. And just what you mentioned there with being able to say yes to Lux U and our family, we were called to say yes to adoption. So many people, they don't know what God is going to ask of them. And when you can get the money thing, the money stress off the table, who knows what God will ask you to do, but you'll be ready to say yes when it comes. Oh, I love that. It gives me goosebumps. I'm so happy about this. It's just so beautiful, the space that it allows, that peace that it can bring into your life and into your family and to your future. But once again, sometimes we have no idea what's going to be happening, but of what that does. I love this. You two are absolutely fantastic. I am so thankful that, that you guys are out there doing this with WalletWin. I mean, I mean, this is such an amazing service that you're giving people. Thank you. Thank you very much. We, we are, in some ways, our goal, and I'll say this quickly, but and our goal is to equip people so they can, in some ways, just write, yeah, say yes to God no matter what, and and kind of be. We want a big army of like little St. Catherine Drexels. So she had a ton of money from her family, banker family, all this money, and 
that family fortune that she was able to, that she inherited instead of just living a life of luxury and, and eating bonbons and all that stuff like everybody thought she would just do because that's what you did. You know, she established a religious order. She started nearly a hundred schools serving Native Americans and African Americans. She started Xavier University, the only historically black Catholic college. And all this over her lifetime, if you adjust it for inflation, gave away nearly half a billion dollars of money. And she could have just wasted that on herself, but she put it towards the things that were important to her and built the kingdom of God and became a saint as part of that. And so, yes, some people are out there and yes, God's going to call people, just give it all up and, and do that thing. He is going to call some of us to have the money and use it well. Cause he, I mean, I'm not, I can't assume that I know what God is always thinking, but I can't imagine that he would only want the people who are going to support, you know, Planned Parenthood and, and euthanasia and all these things like to have all the money and be able to finance all the organizations. There is a need for people with good hearts to know what they're doing with their finances and to use that for good. Yes. So that's what that's the that's the end goal. Yes, I want you taken care of in retirement. I want you taken care of and generous along the way. But I want you to play a role in making the world a better place. And through handling your finances, that is going to enable you to do that. Damn, Jonathan, that was good. <laughs> Preach that it, was come good. on. Hey. That was good. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I I have, I have nothing to add. Just nothing. <laughs> that is everything that should be said. Everything that should be said. And. Gosh, you're right. Okay, okay, so th this is the time. This is the moment where I'm gonna ask you both to give my listeners a challenge. Give them a challenge or give them, if you want to give them some maybe practical you know, steps or tips for getting their finances going, whatever you want. But this is the moment of the challenge where we ask you to give something to the listeners to take away. Yeah, I would say my challenge would be to sit down and really examine your relationship with money. Maybe get a journal out and just start writing about kind of what your past history has been, what what kind of emotions that bringing the word money up brings and invokes inside of you and just kind of go down that route and explore kind of the interior life of what you and money has kind of created. And then from that spot, I would invite them to join us in the Wallet Win Workshop. Again, it's free. We're going to teach you how to get some really quick wins under your belt so you can get some momentum. So go to WalletWin.com, WalletWinWorkshop.com slash Leah and get in the workshop and start applying every we're going to give you three videos and just apply every single one and you will come out the other side with a thousand bucks in your back pocket and a plan on how to move forward. That's awesome. Perfect. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so again, remember my beautiful, faithful listeners, go to walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah. The link will be in the show notes. Get yourself signed up for this free workshop. It is fantastic. I love it. And go ahead and get there. Make sure you grab that. Get yourself on track. A few more things before we wrap up. I want to give another shout out. We have a new patron, Valerie from Indiana. So happy to have you as a patron for the Do Something Beautiful podcast. Again, we have a Patreon page for the podcast to help keep it going and keep it supported. If you want to become one, you can go ahead and click on one of the show notes right there, patreon.com slash Leodero. And I'd love to have you be a part of this. And make sure that you do check out Amanda and Jonathan and their amazing, amazing service that they're doing. Jonathan wrapped it up with the best thing I could ever said. I, I can't say it better. I'm not even going to try to. 
it matters. Getting out of debt matters more than just making sure that, you know, your money's working for you, but what God is going to ask of you from that money that he wants to do for his good work for the kingdom. So we need to be ready. And to be ready means we need to get ourselves out of the muck. So go ahead and do that with Jonathan and Amanda. Walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah. Walletwinworkshop.com slash Leah will get you there. And remember, whatever you do today, my friends, whatever it is, whatever you got going on, make sure you do something beautiful for God. God love you. God bless. I'll talk to you later.